This is Bias Bender, and I'm Kayla Stokes. Welcome to the next episode of this podcast, where we are exploring the lives of Black women from the past and the present in order to imagine the future. This week, we are joined by a very special guest, my mom. Woo! Hello, everyone. How are you doing? As you probably know, if you're in the U.S., this Sunday is Mother's Day. And, well, who better to join me on this week's episode than my own lovely mother? So, yeah, this week we're just going to spend time chatting with my mom. (laughs) Buckle up for some wholesome fun. My mom's name is Dale Garns, and if you know anything about me, you'd know that she is the light of my life. (laughs) I'm going to try and keep my cool as I introduce her, but we'll see how that goes. Everything I am and everything I know can be traced back to my mom. She is smart and kind and good, and the reason I instinctively know how to pull together a well-balanced meal in record time. I am really, truly blessed to have a parent in my life who is also such a good friend of mine. Anyway, before I get too carried away and gushy about my mom, let's just jump right into our chat. Okay, hi mom. Hi Kayla. So just for everyone listening, before we get started, um, we are in the great outdoors today. It's a lovely hot day, so we decided to record this outside So you're going to hear some planes, you're going to hear our dog, you're going to hear the birds and the bees and all the lovely sounds of suburbia. (laughs) Um, So, first of all, Mom, how about you go ahead and introduce yourself and let's hear the elevator pitch of who you are. (laughs) Oh, wow. Who am I? (laughs) You know, I have to really think on that one. So for starters, I am a mom. And probably for finishers, I'm a mom. It's the most important thing about me. Um, I currently am a regional sales manager at a large manufacturer, and I've been in sales most of my career. And I recently took a step in a different direction. I was an individual contributor for many years, but now have started to move up um, in the corporation and the reason that it's taken a little bit longer than normal is because I am a mom. <laughs> and that was my first job and most important job. And now on my second job, I'm starting to make some really good progress. Cool. That's a good elevator pitch. <laughs> so today I want to talk about what has meant for you to be a super mom and do it all. So we'll talk about motherhood and a bit about your career as well. So my first question is, I've heard you say many, many times that being a mom is the best thing you get to do. So what are the most joyful moments to you? Oh my goodness, do I have to boil it down to the most joyful? No. Okay, because there are (laughs) so many. I I think the most joyful moments are from, actually from inception, when you find out that you're going to be a mom and all the things that you dreamed of as, you know, a young girl maybe, um, and you watched your mom be a mom and then you dreamed about being that one day. 
I think the joyful moments come in just realizing that you too can make the world a much better place by not just being the individual contributor, but um, influencing these little lives of your children. And I have found many joyful moments along the way. I think um, I found such joy in when my children actually um, took on the world at what age they, whatever age they were and learned to do the things that you were trying to teach them. <laughs> so maybe it was just learning how to use a fork or learning how to tie your shoe or learning how to write your name um, all the way up to, you know, learning how to do calculus or, you know, whatever it was that you or the world was trying to teach your children to do, to actually see them doing those things just brings you such internal joy. And I, I would have to go with that. Oh, that's nice. Okay, for a fun question, what is something that you are glad us kids inherited from you? Oh, that's an easy one. (laughs) (laughs) I am so glad that you inherited a sense of humor. Um, I'm not going to say you have exactly the kind of humor that I have. Um, I think we all know that I'm smiling most of the time in life and always have a joke to tell or... um, like the lighthearted part of life, but I'm so glad that the three of you have that in your own kind of way and that you approach life not so seriously. Um, I know that there are times that we have to be serious, but it seems like when we have to do that, if we can end it with a joke or a lightheartedness, it really helps us to put things in perspective. And each of you do that amazingly well. So that's how I feel about something that I could give to you that is lifelong, and I'm glad that you inherited that. That's so funny that you say that, because that when I was writing this question, that's the exact thing I was thinking about. <laughs> like, we, yeah, we have very different senses of humor, but we are both, all four of us are very silly. <laughs> yes, we are. And when we get together, it sometimes is a silly festival, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. It's a good time. (laughs) So I'm sure your mom and your grandmothers had plenty of advice to give and showed you really how to be a mom. So I'm curious what you learned from them directly or indirectly, if they told you anything or if you watched them do something and you said, oh, I'm going to do that when I'm a mom. Oh, wow. That's such a great question. And I would say the reason that I would hopefully be part of that um, group of mothers that you would call really great mothers um, or super moms (laughs) um, is because of what I've learned from my mom and also from my grandmothers, all three strong women. And one of the things that I always wanted to emulate that they did was Um, teaching my children about the world and when I say that I mean what I was capable of teaching them about and so I can remember education was always really important to all three of them yeah one of my uh, grandmothers was a teacher 
um, and then um, you know just ran deep within our families that you needed education but I also noticed that education didn't always just come in the form of something that you could learn in school or from a book mm-hmm. but it learned it was all the things that you could learn outside of the classroom so I can remember when I was uh, very young I think I was nine years old and I had the interest of learning how to sew and instead of my mother trying to tell me about sewing and you know you know different things um, or taking a book and reading it to me um, she actually signed me up for a sewing class and um, back in the day it was at Singer which it was a company <laughs> that made sewing machines yeah. and I got my first sewing machine it was called a genie and um, I learned how to sew and so I went to a class for a couple of uh, weeks and then you know I learned all the basic stitches and then um, after that my mother and I sewed together and it became something that we enjoyed doing we also enjoyed crocheting and knitting and needlepoint um, and we did all those things together and that was always so amazing to me and I thought if I ever had children I wanted to educate them on things along with myself and you know expose them to to the world around them so I remember when Gregory was in fourth grade and he was studying the rainforest. Mm-hmm. And you probably remember that, or maybe you don't. I don't you think might be so. A little too young little to too remember young, yeah. at that point. But instead of just letting it be from a textbook, um, I thought it was really important to show him what that was like and you know what the rainforest was and what capuchin monkeys were. They live in the rainforest. So we booked a trip to Costa Rica (laughs) and (laughs) went there and actually, you know, saw it live. And I think that's something that probably is um, part of his experience in life and helped him to have a curiosity about other things around him. And the same for you and Julie. We did the same thing with you. you always had, you know, such a curiosity about the world around you. And whenever I could, I tried to find a practical way to teach you about that. So I hope that's been helpful for you and for the of others. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I think that's been so pivotal in my, yeah, in my upbringing of like, if I want to figure something out, I go seek it out and I go try and learn about it in person or from somebody who knows something more than I do. I feel like that's what I'm doing on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I have all of these questions and it's you've taught me to go answer them in like a fun way because um, learning is fun. And of it course, is. all the women, I, I think that's also like, you know, we I see it in, in all the women I'm researching for my podcast. Like their parents said, education is important. Go get an education. Go get an education. And of course, they've a lot of these women have been able to contribute so much to the world and our lives because their parents just, you know, encourage them to be curious and learn more. So, yeah, I actually um, when I think about education and I think about exposing yourself to different things, um, the word greedy comes to mind. And I know <laughs> that that has a very negative connotation. Yeah. But you probably remember me once or twice or maybe even more in life saying to you, be greedy about knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, knowledge is just, you know, something that enhances you and allows you to enhance others. And I try to instill that with all three of you. If you're going to be greedy, be greedy about knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) Um, Okay. So... Obviously, you're not only a mom, 
So I want to talk about, you know, what it has been like for you to be working on your career while single-handedly raising three very cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, three very cool kids. So if I turn my attention to career, um, as I mentioned, I've been um, in a sales career for all of my career, mm -hmm. and that started quite some time ago. And um, I enjoy it. I really like the art of the sale. However, at times I felt like I only could do the job I was doing um, as an individual contributor. Mm -hmm. But I did that for many, many years. And I, by choice, decided not to take a step up on the corporate ladder because my first priority was my family. Yeah. And I didn't want anything to interfere with that. So I needed to have some kind of flexibility with my career. So that was the best decision at that time to put my career second and my family first. But as soon as I got the opportunity to do something a little bit different, I went after it yeah and unfortunately some people might think it's unfortunate but actually it's just fine with me um, it took a little longer than I expected or what our society would tell us as far as when it's time for us to take a move in our career but that was totally okay with me because I felt in my heart that I had put the energy and what was necessary into raising my children and now that it's time um, to do something different and the three of you are very self-sufficient I'm finding quite the bit of um, joy and um, excitement over taking these next steps so as you know I in four years I've had two significant job um, promotions mm -hmm. and it's quite satisfying and it's something about like really really having mastered what you do and being able at this point in my career to bring that all to the people that I'm now responsible for and it's similar in some ways to raising a family. Hmm. And, you know, so when you were younger um, and your siblings were younger, my main concern was doing the best that I could by you and giving you pretty much all of what I could give you. And now I'm still doing that, but I have a little bit more bandwidth to give other people that same thing. Yeah. And it just brings me such satisfaction to be doing it at this part of my career where I can wholeheartedly say, here's my best job. <laughs> here's my best people that I manage. And still, here's my best family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's um, interesting to watch you have this, you know, big step up in your career at this point in your life, because for me, it's teaching me to, like, be patient, because I, you know, I'm 24, and I want the world to be figured out for me. I want to, you know, have it all right the second if I could, um, and I, I think it's, it's celebrated in our society, like, how we have the Forbes 30 under 30, where, like, you're gonna want to, be the CEO by the time you're 30 like that's just I don't think that's something that is healthy and sustainable to strive for in, in my position because I know that um, I have a long way to go and watching you 
have this whole long trajectory of your life and, and the different phases of your life has been helpful to me to say like, okay, Kayla, yeah. you've got time. <laughs> yeah, and you really do. And I love the word that you use, um, patience. Um, just because you don't make a certain career move in your life doesn't mean that you're not doing the best that you can at that point, yeah. right? And I'm so thankful that my life has turned out like it has because now as I'm taking these different moves, I know I'm at my best and I know I have something really valuable to offer. And I'm not quite sure if this was 20 years ago. I don't know the answer to it, but I don't know if I would have had this much to offer. Right. You know, so I, I quite think, I think it's quite natural to be at this age and bringing such value to what I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So as you know, this podcast is, of course, specifically centered around the experiences of black women. So in that vein, how has being a black woman shaped how you move through your career? Oh, wow. Well, to be honest with you, being a black woman in my career, and I'm sure in many careers, has been challenging. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just so linear. <laughs> and, um, you know, for instance, you know, like I told you, I was in sales, as you know. And many times I would set up appointments with customers to go see them. And that was fine because they couldn't necessarily tell who I was over the phone, right? Yeah. But when I would arrive at the appointment, it was a different story, <laughs> you know? And it just, it, they didn't say anything or do anything overtly however it was just slightly different than what I expected and I suppose it might have had something to do with being a black woman yeah but I would say that has helped me gain excellence in my career Mm -hmm. during my career because there were obstacles and challenges that I had to face and find a way that wasn't in the textbook wasn't in the sales training you know, to tell you how to overcome this. So what I, I think I did a really good job at was aligning with every customer and trying to find what was going to motivate them, not only to buy my product, but also to respect me. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I think it all goes back to the experiences, the education, all of the things that had made me who I was. And, you know, lots of people felt like when I first met them that they weren't willing to give me the chance to show them any of that. But little by little, I was able to take a piece of myself and my past and bring it out throughout my, um, you know, sales career Mm -hmm. with different customers, with employees that I worked with, with managers I worked with. And I think in a very subtle way, I was able to move through my career with kind of I hate to say the word, but proving myself. Yeah. But on the flip side, it created excellence. Mm -hmm. It really created something that even today, when I think about the things that I've done in my career or been able to do, it's because of the challenges that I had. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've definitely fostered in me watching you do like move through your career you fostered a level of standard that I now have that I just I I think it it comes from um 
knowing that I, I too need to like prove myself in a way, but like knowing that no one can reject me if I'm amazing you know <laughs> yeah I would say that's true <laughs> and obviously I'm not always amazing at everything but I try <laughs> yeah I and I think that that's the thing the trying piece of it and I you know have been working for many years but I still haven't given given up trying yeah and you know every day of my career now I manage a team of people that do what I used to do and I go with them and I see what they do and um you know it's Sometimes I get met at the door with, you know, people looking at me like you couldn't possibly be the manager, hmm. <laughs> you know, and I get mistaken as the salesperson. Yeah. And that's OK, because there's another challenge and another chance for me to bring out all the excellence that I've had to gain through challenge. Yeah. And yeah. I actually like I like the challenge. Hmm like the challenge cool because once you do show what you have it's hard for somebody to say i don't want some of that i know yeah <laughs> you know? it's like try and tell yeah. me that you don't like my work exactly <laughs> and it's just there's a bit of a satisfaction to that <laughs> nothing wrong with that right <laughs> um so i'm curious about you know in your in any realm of your life, this can be a general, as general of a question as you want, but um, who do you look up to? Oh my goodness. I don't know if that's the right word about looking up, mm -hmm. right? Um, who I, inspires you? Who, that's a better, yeah. yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> you amongst pretty much everybody that I meet along the way. I never have been the one that was like, you know, starstruck or yeah. like, wow, if I could be like that person. Um, what I more liked was the common person that just had really good qualities. Yeah. And that inspired me to, to do my best. And, you know, no matter who you are, what you are, what you do, you know, what you don't do, um, I, I think that there's something in everyone that can inspire you. Yeah. That's nice. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now turning it back on to you, if you had to brag about yourself, if you had to, if I was, you know, begging you to, what would you say is something you're really good at? Oh, my goodness. It wouldn't be cooking. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, I like to cook, but I'm not probably the best cook. Um, but if I had to say something I'm really good at, I would say... And I hope others would agree that I am good at doing what you asked me in the last question, and that's inspiring others. Yeah. I actually, I find such, like, pleasure in being able to not tell somebody how to do something or, you know, act like I know how to do something and I've lived for all these years and look at me. But I love, just love it when somebody you know, you're in a conversation with somebody and they find something that you did was interesting mm -hmm. and you end up being able to give them some of that, whatever it is. And then they take it and they further it and they use it, whatever that piece of information is or, you know, know how is, and they make the world a better place. Yeah. And I'll be honest, recently I got the chance to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. In, in a formal mentor program. Yeah. And 
I learned from actually a good mentor that I had during my career. And what I learned from this person was that it's not all about what you can tell somebody to do or, you know, pat yourself on the back about what you accomplish, but it's about putting a seed in a person and giving them just these little tidbits of seeds that they then you know, plant and they see the, those seeds grow within them and then they get a chance to pass that along to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so recently I got a chance to, you'll get a kick out of this, um, my company hired a very professional person who ends up being a microbiology professor mm-hmm. and she's really, really smart. Yeah. Right? Um, so. I moved out of a position on the training team and she actually is my backfill and um, she's much smarter than I am as far as (laughs) microbiology is concerned. However, she actually has become my mentee Mm. and although she knows everything about microbiology, she knows much more than I'll ever know in life, um, we get the chance to, you know, be mentor-mentee and I think the best thing about it is we both grow yeah you know Mm -hmm. she brings to me stuff that I would never even have a chance to do and I hope she would say the same to about me bringing what I bring to her and we both get to then take that and multiply it as we you know influence other people in the world right and that to me that makes me like incredibly happy Mm -hmm. and I hope that You'll do that too, and Julie will do it, and Gregory will do it as well. Yeah, yeah. I, well, hopefully. <laughs> um, so, as you know from listening to so many episodes of my podcast, I like to ask everyone the same question towards the end of our conversations. Um, and so, I'm going to ask you that question. So, this podcast looks at the past and the present in order to imagine the future. Now we've talked about the past and you are very much the present. So what are your hopes for the future? What a wonderful, wonderful way to end this podcast. (laughs) Well, my hope for the future is that our world becomes a world where we, and I'm talking about black women and probably black children as well, um, all black people, don't have to do what I talked about earlier in the podcast and that's prove ourselves mm-hmm. right um, I think the time is now you know our country is really kind of recovering from a whole lot right now right and we've been exposed to the problems we all know what the problems are and it's up to all of us to do better yeah and what that looks like for me in the future is a world where if you want to be a salesperson, you don't have to worry about what you sounded like on the phone. Did they know that I was black? Yeah. And when you show up, the conversation goes a different way than what you had expected it to be. But it means being in a world where that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. Um, you show up for the call, and if you provide a good service and a product to the customer, they buy it. <laughs> yeah, right. Simple as End that. of story. Right. right. It also looks like we get the chance to be in these corporations, mm-hmm. and that when you are in a corporation, you don't look around and say, "Wow, there's just no one that looks like me here." Yeah. That's what I 
hope for the future, and I hope that you and your brother and your sister will help to make that a reality, along with the rest of the world. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing to hope for. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Anything you want to ask me? Yeah, as a matter of fact, (laughs) you've asked me a lot of questions. I know, you've been in the hot seat. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) It's a little hot out here. Yeah, it is warm today. (laughs) Um, What I'd like to know is, what have you gotten out of doing your podcast for just about a year? Whoa. Yeah. That's a wonderful question, Mother. (laughs) (laughs) I think the most rewarding thing that I've gotten out of it is the ability to talk to people I would have never talked to Mm. in like such open and um, giving ways. Like I've been so lucky that the people who I've reached out to or have reached out to me to be on the podcast, like they are wonderful women most of the time and grandpa and grandpa (laughs) yes a crowd favorite yes but um yeah I've I've had a wonderful experience of being able to talk to people who I didn't know before and I didn't know their story and I didn't know how they added to the world but I now do and they've been nice enough to take the time to do that and show me their corner of the world and I feel like I've grown so much from that and and I I love a good story but I also love a good person and I've been able to connect with so many people through a pandemic which has been so um so rewarding so I think um I've taught myself that that I can engage with people in that way and um that there are so many people who want to be able to share their story and to be able to you know be on a podcast and talk about themselves and their thoughts and I'm so happy to be able to foster that that uh that conversation and all the different conversations and yeah oh that's wonderful that's the main thing (laughs) that's wonderful I'm so glad that you did this because it's almost been a gift to many many people you know, it's nice to be able to ride down the street and turn off the radio, but put the podcast on yeah. and hear something that you probably never heard before. And for me personally, I didn't know about the, a lot of the women that you interviewed. Yeah. So it feels like I've expanded my network, mm-hmm. you know, even with the ones that have, you know, gone on and, you know, they're no longer with us. The stories make me proud. Yeah, they just make me proud and they make me inspired. When you talked about who inspires me, those women also inspire me to keep going and never give up um, and try to do something that's, you know, great in your own way. Yeah. So thank you for doing the podcast. Well, thank you for being on my podcast. Oh, I finally made the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for uh, letting me come. Anytime. You're always welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, that's it. (laughs) All right. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Yay. Yeah, that's my mom, folks. <laughs> I'm so glad she agreed to sit out in the hot sun with me and talk about her life. 
And thank you for listening to the sounds of suburbia and all those planes in the background. As I was listening to our conversation back, I thought to myself, huh, maybe we should have done this inside. But thinking back on the day we recorded it, both of us were inside working all day, so I'm glad we spent a chunk of time together outside to chat. And there's something really nice about hearing the sounds of my neighborhood and the apparently very busy local airport in the background. Of course, this conversation with my mom is just the tip of the iceberg. My mom is full of good stories and life lessons, so if you ever want her to chat about anything else on the podcast, I will do my best to coax her back. This Mother's Day, if you're able, I hope you get to spend some time with a mother or a mother figure to you. I am so thankful for all the moms in my life, and I can't imagine who I would be without them. So thank you, moms. And thank you, mom. You said that I inspire you, but you have no idea how much you inspire me to be the best version of myself every day. All right, that's all I have for this week, folks. I'll catch you next time, and until then, thank you so much for listening. A very special thank you to my mom for always reminiscing and dreaming with me. This podcast is supported in part by a Four Culture Arc Artist Fellowship and original music, as always, by Adam Westerman. Dale, better known as Daly. Wow. Okay, let's see what that sounds like.